DNVR Bets Daily, RK, Professor Dre, and a massive shout-out to Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Not because we are Liverpool fans, um, but because... Chelsea coming through, leaving us both in the in the positive digits on the day. I actually went uh, – I'm struggling in the golf front. I went 1-3 on golf, but I went 1-0 and oh on Premier League with the Chelsea pick. Mm-hmm. I actually was scared and did the draw no bet, which mm-hmm. looked like there was a reason for that Smart. Um, when Man City came back to tie it up. But in the end, it was plus 330 straight up. And plus 225, draw no bet. So I still hit the 225, which leaves me up on the day. So, you know, Justin Thomas, you're off the hook. Thanks to uh, Christian Pulisic. JT not looking good. Dustin Johnson, who I always confuse somehow for Justin Thomas, um, also stunk it up. But, you know, and it all started thanks to the great American Christian Pulisic to open it up for man for Chelsea. I lost my mind for 10 minutes during that game where <laughs> Pulisic has a goal. Again, I don't know where the goal line technology Bro. is in the EPL. Like, where am I getting that angle you're supposed to have built in where I can see exactly down to the inch that the ball didn't cross? Also, you're not giving me the angle where I can see Cal Walker clearly stop the ball with his arm. And then moments later, Chelsea has another golden opportunity. And it's like a pinball machine in the in the box there. But amazingly, this time we are rewarded a penalty. There was a clear and obvious hand foul that did get um, called out by the video assisted review. Thanks a lot. You know, we've only been waiting two weeks for that. And finally, Chelsea gets the goal to go ahead. As you said, plus 330. I went in on Arsenal before. I said I wouldn't suggest it to our listeners, but that didn't mean I wouldn't do it myself. I texted you before that started. That was in the plus 170s too. So nice day for the EPL. Lots of value to be had out there. Dude, I actually thought that second handball was egregious enough to be a red card. It was. Uh, it, it Was it a red card? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it was an easy win after that, too. Which I didn't awesome. realize that. I was working. You know, that's a that's a one problem with working while watching sports is you have to uh, you might miss some things here and there. I thought they didn't call a red card on that because, like, when they were reviewing it, I was like, not only is that definitely a PK, <laughs> that's also a red card, yes. and you can tell by the look on this fool's face that yep. he knows it's a red card. The commentators were saying as much like, uh, looks like he doesn't think this has a chance. He yeah, looks he, like he's doomed. He might as well have just headed off to the locker room when they, when he, as soon as the, uh, ref said he's yep. going to review. True. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that honestly should have probably been a three, one win. And then also yeah. <laughs> man city hit the post to go up two one. So maybe we end up being yeah. fortunate. We'll take our money and run. I don't care how it got there. Fun day, though. Fun couple of fun games. How was that Arsenal game? I wasn't watching that. I mean, it was it was fairly exciting, fairly wide open. Uh, I must say a little luck came into play there, too, as the goalie on the other side had two fairly big gaffes, one non-secured rebound and another like terrible clearance that gifted Arsenal the ball back uh, for the quick score that really made the 2-0 
uh, win. But that's the fun thing about soccer is so many swings on kind of fluky plays and so much value to be had out there. You know, this week alone, I was telling you privately between the Parma win at plus 230 and Chelsea here and Arsenal, the, the value's really, really been nice on some of these soccer wins this week. Yeah, we were only tracking units already. We need to get around to that. It's just like, it's like, you know, we're, I don't know, you get into a groove and you just forget. Anyways, true. Um, That was awesome. Golf, DeChambeau came through for us with the under 66 and a half. Uh, He shoots 65. So thank you for that. Obviously, Justin Thomas, nowhere close. And both Justin Thomas and Tony Finau lost their matches decidedly so uh tough day there but shout out chelsea thank you very much boy i'm um, kicking myself for not getting in early on rory and xander shoffley because they had some bounce back days and you could have got them at much better value to start the day than to end the day so i'm starting to wonder if there's some, <laughs> if there's value to be had on good golfers who played poorly last week well, we did that with Ricky Fowler, and that didn't pan out. But aside from Ricky, maybe that is a good strategy, right? Starting to wonder if there's <laughs> no good strategies for betting golf. Oh yeah. man, no, you're you're right. We did try that once before, but you know these. I don't know. For me, golf is so um, what's the word? Like what streaky. You know, yeah. you get hot, you get cold. Yes. That's at least how it works for me when I'm out there. And right. um, while obviously these players are much better, I just assume the guys who are playing well are feeling great mentally and they're going to go continue playing well. Like a Justin Thomas, you go, he goes 66, 66, 62 to finish right. out that tournament. I kind of expect him to turn it around uh, and keep it rolling. Meanwhile, Xander Shoffley shoots like five over on Sunday after barely meeting the cut. And then he comes back and shoots seven under today. I mean, it's, well, I, I don't know if there, I mean, one thing you can count on right now is Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, that's true. I mean, DeChambeau has been doing really well. Is that the strategy though? Maybe like a guy like Justin Thomas, he's so locked into that last course that he's going to struggle the first couple days because it's, it's an adjustment to a new course and he was feeling it so much on that last one that he's almost uh he's almost fighting it you know having to move on maybe i don't know because these guys show up on monday or tuesday to the next place they play a couple practice rounds and they're ready to go so (sighs) we'll figure it out Mm. figure it out eventually uh (laughs) okay so we're gonna get into these nfl league leaders props this is new on yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Always mm-hmm. adding more fun things for us to check out. And now we've got season leaders totals here uh, in in the NFL category. And we start with most passing yards. Now, Andre, the yeah. favorite here is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And you say, yeah, of course he is. But, but the value is pretty damn good. Plus 450 on Patrick Mahomes. That feels extremely juicy. It does. And I think maybe why you're getting all that juice is because option two at just plus 500, so only uh, a plus 50 more, is Matt Ryan. Both Mahomes and Matt Ryan 
what are their passing yards set at their over-unders? They're both at 4,500.5. So that's where maybe Vegas is saying, you know, we really see these two as a basically a toss-up. So sure, get, get excited about Mahomes, but it might come down to some meaningless Falcons, the Panthers game week 17, where Matt Ryan goes off for like four, 450, you know? Okay. So let me just ask you something. Yeah. Do you know who led the league in, in passing yards last year? I'm, I was about to look it up. I promise it hasn't come up yet. I'm going to, I think it's Dak Prescott, right? No, it's not Dak Prescott. Oh, it's Winston. Of course. It's the Jane only guy to go Winston. over 5,000. So right? the guy who, <laughs> won, who won yeah. this competition last season, let me just double check here to make sure I'm not missing something, is not even on the board. That's exactly right. He doesn't even have a job. Well, well, he does. He's yeah. a backup. He's but employed. How crazy is that? That the guy who won the competition last year, not even available as an option. And I realize if he was, you'd be betting on Drew Brees right. to, uh, you know, to uh, be injured or something like that. But still, it just yeah. blows my mind. So then next is Dak Prescott, who threw mm-hmm. for 4,900 yards. Yep. New offense, though. So This is like... Somehow, some way, there's always uh, I this always end this stupid show. Anytime we talk about the NFL, ends up with me giving love to the Cowboys, which I really don't want to do. I promise. Oh, you but think this means Dak Prescott. Prescott at plus eight hundred, who only got better in terms of weapons to use? Yes, there's value there. Now, I think you're you've uncovered a very very interesting thing here and i'm afraid you're missing your own point the lesson here to learn from winston and prescott is teams are quarterbacks that are on mediocre to bad teams they're down in a lot of games they're kind of forcing it that might be the modus operandi the 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 type of quarterback you go after for this bet and if, as we think, Prescott and the Cowboys are a double-digit win team where the running game, maybe that balance has been struck a little better, I think all of a sudden he comes out of the running. While maybe guys like Matt Ryan or, dare I say, Jared Goff might look extra intriguing. So I was really surprised because you would categorize last season as a pretty bad year for Jared Goff, would you not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jared Goff ends up third in the competition. Yeah. Um and he throws for 4600 yards. Now remember, this is a team that thrived on running the ball when they made the Super Bowl exactly. and then Todd Gurley uh like yep. vanished like the drummer of Spinal Tap yes. and uh all of a sudden Jared Goff's throwing for 4600 yards. Yep. So Todd Gurley ain't walking through that door. He is not. He's in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. So where does Jared Goff come in? He comes in at third at plus 700. That's interesting as well. And then I go further down where it really gets interesting is the Sean Watson at plus 2000. Because how bad could those Texans be? How much could this be where Deshaun has to throw for like a buck 50 every fourth quarter to just have a chance? 
And maybe the interceptions are up. And part of the conversation next year is like, oh, is Bill O'Brien ruining Deshaun and all the picks are up. But he could be this year's like not Winston because Winston was insane, like belligerent. <laughs> but it could be, you know, wow, could you, be your your Dak. This you've year. done it. You've done it. You found the one. That's the one. Plus 2000. You're the combination of talent and mediocrity of the team. Yes. Is what you're looking for yes. here. And you have nailed it with Deshaun Watson. Who is their starting running back right now? Did they yeah, acquire David Johnson? <laughs> David so, Johnson, the yeah. great David Johnson, who can't Talk be about... counted on at all. Lamar Miller, yeah. I believe, is still roaming the streets. He's as available for hire. Actually, you and I have jobs. He's more available for hire than you and I. Damn. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would keep this job over being the starting running back for the Texans, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I like our boss more than Bill O'Brien. Yeah, and I feel like I'm probably a little bit better at this than I would be at that. Uh, um, to that, yes. Anyways, that's the one. Uh, David Johnson, I'm sorry, he's washed. Um, and if anything, he helps Deshaun as an outlet in the passing game. He's more right. a, an aid to the quarterback as an outlet than he is really that running back who, oh, now all of a sudden they're going to have a balanced attack because David Johnson's there. Like, no, forget that. And at 20 to 1. That's nice. That's good value. And it's also fun to root for because I don't know about you, but I really mm -hmm. like Deshaun Watson. So I no, like rooting for him. <laughs> that's what I really like because we really like Deshaun. But every time the Texans come up, we can never quite buy the Texans. Like, right. I do feel the Texans are slightly undervalued because of the offseason they had, but not enough to be like banging on the table to say, oh, bang the over eight and a half or whatever. But in this one, this Deshaun specific bet, I really like. It's crazy how bad the Broncos made Deshaun Watson look when they played him. Like, obviously, the story is Drew Locke balling out. But like wild. Deshaun Watson looked like a backup when the Broncos played in that game i mean just completely flustered okay yes, the other yes. one i like here is uh, ben roethlisberger you never yes. know with him you know yes um just they're gonna huck it down the field if he gets hot they get hot they start yes. you know uh connecting juju um is james washington ever gonna break out uh um, if he doesn't it's because deontay johnson broke out they've got enough receivers who can break out to make it all work Right, right. So I like that one. And then I I mean there's a few down here that like you see the name, you're like, huh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers plus twenty eight hundred. That's another team that might slip back right. to mediocrity a little yes. bit and all of a sudden ask Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball forty times a game. Yep. Tyler yep. Murray, maybe two. I mean, the Cliff Kingsbury offense intrigues you in that way. Mm -hmm. But, man, they ran the ball super effectively the second half of the year. And mm. I think that you have to keep that in mind if you were going to make this bet. I think that Kyler Murray's going to be in the MVP conversation. I just don't know. I, I just don't know if the offense is going to be unbalanced enough for him to win this. Which is right. funny because, you know, you go back to Cliff Kingsbury's days at Texas Tech and – I don't even know oh, how know. one single running back committed to them ever. It's like Mike Leach too. Like, it's true. you know, um, what's his name? Max Borgie, Borgie. the Colorado <laughs> kid. He actually ends up, ends up having a really nice career there. Yes. But when he commits, I'm like, he leaves CU to go there. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Right. But he knew what he was doing. Cause he's a pretty damn good receiving back and yeah. he can use the, uh, 
the Christian McCaffrey model to mm-hmm. explain why he has NFL value. So, anyways, not to go on a yeah, rant no. about recruiting I'm to the air. With rate. you though, that's that's really true though. How do those guys ever get any running backs? Right, it's kind of wild. Like it, um, it's like a it's like a wide receiver committing to Air Force. I'm like, what are you doing? Right, you right. just want to block? Yeah, so. Just gain some weight. You play <laughs> offensive line somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, it always baffled me how Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas both went to Georgia Tech. I mean, during, I in the height of the triple option, it's got to be just because they were so strong that right and were, raw. Right, right. It was this combination of like built and not um, refined, and they were just like, oh. The co- I can see why the coach wanted to recruit them, obviously. Right. And um, I mean, they were first rounders. So I guess in the end, they won that bet. But right. still, it's crazy that <laughs> that ever happened. Like, why weren't they at <laughs> right. Texas Tech and Washington right. State? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but sometimes it's it has the opposite effect. Like some guy, you know, Tyler Johnson yeah. puts up a million yards in that Minnesota offense and like no one cares. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, maybe in Colorado. Um, you know, if we're really following that Winston mold, to go back to that, a few, you know, long shots would be Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Like but things could Nick fall Chubb. apart in Cleveland, right? Yeah, it's true. Nick Chubb. I mean, they have and Stefanski is going to run the ball. Yeah. So yeah. probably not. What about DJ, though? I mean, I realize the same thing with Saquon. But Saquon concerns you less. Um, I just don't believe in DJ. I was thinking Minshew and Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> I mean, those could be total like dumpster fires, right? Minshew, yeah, like, I could sure. see if, not Bridgewater, but Minshew, I could see throwing for like <laughs> five thousand yards just because they're like, uh, screw it, just let them throw it fifty times a game. Right, and I would say Gruden and the West Coast offense might prevent that, but. That's a coaching staff who could be gone by week five. And it's just like, sure, what we don't even care. Like, yeah, throw it 40 times, Gardner. So at least we've figured out if you're any good. What's the longest shot? Is that the longest shot that you would consider sprinkling? That I would consider sprinkling. I was happily going to tell you that the longest shot of all is uh, one Mitchell Trubisky at 15,000 with Nick Foles coming in higher than that, I thought. Yeah, so Nick Foles is is at plus 10,000. Oh, he is. Okay. The highest I would consider sprinkling is Dwayne Haskins at 6,600. I'm just saying that's the Winston mold, you know? Oh, that's true. That's true. I just... He could throw for 4,800 and like 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. And we're like, wow, Terry McLaurin was unbelievable that year. You remember Uh, that? I just, I don't think he's good enough, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. But sprinkle. The highest I would sprinkle, and I honestly don't know if a rookie has ever led the league in passing yards, Um, but I would, would would, would be Tua. Um, But even then, it's like. Yeah, that's insane. Complete insanity. Yeah. Yeah, With the Dolphins. So maybe Minshew. Minshew, the last one that has a little bit of a hope Mm -hmm. to it. Instead of betting on Dwayne Haskins at plus 6,600. Uh, I would rather bet on hey, Derek Carr though could kind of fit the mold. Derek rather... Carr kind of fits that mold. I'd rather bet on Washington Redskins to go zero and sixteen, which is plus five thousand. I know. I, I like Ron Rivera so much, but he has zero offseason to work with that it could be in play. Yeah, it's hard to imagine a well coached team. I know. 
losing that young game. defense has a lot of talent too on the defensive line probably the unit you need to coach up the least that d line alone should win you like two games against the giants or something that's true that's true. In such okay. a crappy division as well you know all right let's move on to most okay. receiving yards most receiving yards yeah and michael thomas I love how when there's multiple players, they identify them uh, by their birth year. <laughs> when there's multiple players that have the same name, <laughs> right. they're like the one that was born in 1993. Uh, Michael Thomas, the odds-on favorite at plus 600. Right. After the insane season he had last year with 149 receptions, 185 targets. I mean, when you're getting featured that heavily in an offense with a veteran quarterback like Drew Brees, yeah, hard not to be the odds-on favorite. But still, the juice you're getting there, plus 600, that's nice juice, right? It is. And, you know, I'm a, um, I guess I would say I'm a Michael Thomas detractor. I don't think yeah. he's as good as the numbers say he is, but mm-hmm. that doesn't matter in this bet. <laughs> All yeah. that matters is how good the numbers say he is when it comes yeah. to this bet. Uh, so th- the value there is pretty darn good. It should be noted, he led the league in receiving yards last year by almost 400 yards. 1,700. Julio Jones, second place, 1,394. I mean... That is absolutely dominant. He's in a class of his own up there. So the one thing that worries you here is regression uh, from Drew Brees. Obviously, the Adam Daniel Sanders, I still don't think that will affect the uh, payout too much. But I really think plus 600 Michael Thomas is a really good bet. You're basically crossing your fingers for no injuries, and you should win. Right. Yeah, you really are. And it's no injuries from him and Drew Brees. So it's, exactly. it's the, but well, that, that's not crazy. Drew Brees gets injured. Guess who's right. in there? Jameis. Yeah, Jameis. that's true. That's true. I mean, it really is like as long as Taysom Hill doesn't just steal the job and they they become like a triple option offense all of a sudden, you're pretty safe with Michael Thomas. Man, that feels kind of like easy money to me. Yeah, looking at it this way, it does, huh? It really does. In it fact, really I think does. Drew Brees getting it might be the only place where the starting quarterback getting injured actually increases the chances of him winning. It's kind of true. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Because they're going to be down in more games. Oh, man, that's crazy. We should mention Cortland Sutton comes in at um, 2,200 plus 2,200. And yeah, you, you know, in. The problem there, of course, is the guy who comes in at plus something 10. really high. Plus 10,000. Yeah, Jerry Judy. Um, you and I both huge Jerry Judy believers. And I wouldn't be shocked by at all if Jerry Judy beats Cortland Sutton straight up. So um, that's uh, that's why I wouldn't go in on, on, uh, on Cortland Sutton. One interesting one here, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, we talked about that offense, mm-hmm. and they're going to get him the ball a lot. And him and Kyler, I think, are going to have an incredible relationship. He's one of the best receivers in the league, plus 1,600. Pretty good value there. But, again, I think this is one where you just say, don't overthink this. Yeah. Go get Michael Thomas at 6-1. to one. 
you know, bet 10, win $60 for just showing up. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. That's All pretty right. sweet. Let's move on to the last one here. Most rushing yards. Most rushing mm. yards. This one is a juicy conver- uh, c- conversation here. Last yep. season, surprisingly, I, I find this surprising because I felt they waited way too long to get him involved as much as he should have been. Last season, is Derrick Henry leads the league. And I kind of thought when I looked, I, I didn't remember that he led the league, to be mm-hmm. honest. And I kind of thought that this line was a reaction to how well he played down the stretch, right. um, which I would have believed in. Um, but 1,500 yards last season just barely ekes out Nick Chubb, who went for 1,494. Mm-hmm. And it's those two guys at the top of the board here again. Derrick Henry plus 1,700. Nick Chubb plus or plus 700. Nick Chubb plus 800. Trailed by Zeke. Plus 800, Saquon plus 900, and McCaffrey plus 1100. Yeah, man, I love Chubb. I love Chubb. Don't trust that offense. And Derrick Henry's just such a beast. He's so hard to bet against. You know, his last 20 games, uh, dating back to how he ended the season prior to 2019. He had uh, 2,125 yards in 20 games. He was averaging over 100 yards per game, obviously. I mean, on a 16-game average, he's he's been averaging like 1,700 yards. He's going to be tough to dethrone. Now, those big guys, like you remember Larry Johnson with the Chiefs and some of those kind of running backs, when they fall off, they fall off hard and they fall off quick. So that's the thing to be worried about with Derrick Henry. While Nick Chubb, I feel more, I feel safer about Chubb still having another couple years of prime time left in him. Chubb, the greater concern is that the the injury always feels around the corner with him, where he might miss a month, he might miss two, three games, and that that worries you a bit. So here's the one that I'm really intrigued by. And it's because I think he's the most talented back in the league. And it's Saquon Barkley. Mm. Um, Last year, clears 1,000 yards in 13 games. So would have had a chance, probably not to compete for the title, uh, Mm -hmm. but to compete uh, for top five for sure if he plays all 16 games. Uh, And I'm trying – let me see if I can find it really quick. In 2018, as a rookie – he runs for 1,300 yards as a rookie. Yeah. So I think that a healthy Saquon Barkley in a new offense, uh, in a new team run by a special teams coach who I feel like is going to want to run the ball, um, I think that he could not only win this competition, but I think he could have absurd numbers this year. That's an interesting one. I am... I have so many concerns about that offense with Jason Garrett. And, uh, you know, I feel that game planning for that team can be a little easy. And I like, I I like Saquon on an all purpose basis, maybe more than the rushing yards, but I mean, it's, it's undeniable that the talents there, he, if they figure out the right way to use them, you know, and looking at the stats, uh, Broncos fans won't like this, but on a per game basis, uh, Derek Henry averaged 102 yards per game. Nick Chubb, 93 yards per game. In third place at 88 yards per game was Josh Jacobs. 
who of course got injured, but you know, second year bounce back in an offense that uh, has prioritized the run and has an O-line that's good enough to run behind. He's intriguing at plus 1400. I really like Dalvin cook. I've mentioned before how I, um, I'm intrigued by the Vikings in general this year under Gary Kubiak. They're going to run the the ball a whole lot on offense. And uh, I also think Aaron Jones with just the the transition Matt LaFleur is trying to make with that Packers offense at plus 2,000. He's intriguing too. But, you know, all these favorites, you're getting some nice, nice value. Yeah, yeah. I still – I'll take Saquon uh, in this race over anyone else. <laughs> Uh, Dalvin Cook is an interesting one because it feels like he's yep. always leading the league in rushing before he gets injured. <laughs> I know that's the concern with him. You're just like, if he stayed healthy one year, right. um, but one more thing on Saquon the Giants continue to have zero wide receivers, they do. Like, I, I had to double check. I'm like, am I missing someone here? Did yeah, they draft a- someone that I'm not remembering? No, not really. It's what Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and then Evan. A- Grooms in the mix, right? Right. Like it's not embarrassingly bad, yeah. but it's just like there's no one there that you'd rather give the ball to than Saquon. And why yes. would you rather have the ball in Daniel Jones's hands over Saquon's? Right. Yeah, that's true. So I think they might like totally workhorse him um to like more than they should. I could say. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean that could happen. Oh, the other one I, I almost forgot, Raheem Morstrit. Or how Mostert. do you pronounce his name? Moster at plus two thousand. Now the thing is that offense, anyone like they have five running backs could, who could end up leading the Niners in rushing yards by the end of the season. But I do think he's the guy. He did get an extension. He ended the season on a tear, especially in the playoffs. We know how those, uh, you know, that Shanahan zone blocking offense can produce uh, league leaders in rushing yards. He fits the system real well. That's another one where at plus 2,000, you're not getting bad value. That is a good one. Did you know that the 49ers have three of the five fastest running backs in Madden? Really? Evan Coleman, uh, uh, Mostert, and Matt Breida. Oh, and I see. I thought maybe Jedrick McKinnon would be one of those, who I don't think is with them anymore. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon. Where is Jarek McKinnon? He might be in the... He's probably in that group too because Spano has him in our Madden league and go and runs wild with him every game. So yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. Um, it's what that that's a new wrinkle to the new Shanahan offense is speed at running back. Yep, definitely. <laughs> um, one more that we have for you, which is not a league leader but a award. Before we do that, want to give a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. For a limited time, all users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and enter the code DNVR when you get in there and get that sign-up bonus up to $1,000. And yes, only at DraftKings Sportsbook where all these lines that we've been talking about have been. So you got to get in over there. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25X playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please, please call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. We've talked about some of these before, um, but there's just one that we wanted to talk about, uh, which involves a Bronco and a potential good value. Mm. 
Go into awards on the yeah. DraftKings Sportsbook app and go over to Comeback Player of the Year. Now, yes. when you look at this list, you'll be pretty surprised at how many names there are on it that are that are really good players. Yeah. But sitting there at plus 2,800, 28 to 1, you know, bet three, get damn near $100, um, is Bradley Chubb. Yep. And, you know, this is a guy who almost went ahead and took the rookie sack record. Mm-hmm. So he is a, 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 an extremely high caliber player. He could have 15 sacks and no one would be surprised. Uh, he could have 18 sacks and no, mm-hmm. and no one should be surprised. So at 2,800, that's kind of an interesting number there for him. But let me just rattle off some of these names in front of him. You'll be surprised. Ben Roethlisberger, Rob yeah. Gronkowski, Alex Smith, Matthew Stafford, J.J. Watt, Derwin James, A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, Nick Foles, Miles Garrett, Todd Gurley, Cam Newton, Deshaun Jackson. Like, all, so, now, some of these guys are just old guys who yeah. have no shot. Um, but Derwin James, one of the best players in the NFL. I mean, Gronk with, with Tom in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, of course, Ben Roethlisberger, the big favorite here at just yep. plus 300. Um, so... There are some names there, but I think Bradley Chubb is a type of guy who could potentially, I'm not predicting this, but I'm saying he has the talent to be in the defensive player of the year conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if he's in that conversation, then he probably wins the award. Right. And also, I think the one who's least likely to stay injured, like J.J. Watt could come back, be great for a month, but then get hurt again. Right. Then the same could happen to him. Right, uh, definitely. Like Alex Smith has no business having better odds than Bradley Chubb, you know. Um, yeah, is Alex Smith like like Miles Garrett he, shouldn't be on this list? Has my, has Alex Smith even like said he's gonna play? He probably shouldn't, man. Yeah, he almost I, lost his leg. I know, I know. And they have like all these other quarterbacks in front of him in Washington. Bradley Chubb's the one guy with Derwin James in his prime who could really yeah. have a, a huge season here. Um, so yeah, that's intriguing. These awards, I can't wait to dig into as we get closer. Also, what qualified, do do we know if there's like specific qualifications or is it just up to the voters? Like if you miss two games last season at the end, can you? I mean, yeah, I, I I think it's kind of loosely defined by the voters, but you know, like Tua's on here. Tua can't be on here. She's not like the NFL comeback player of the year. How is Tua? That's impossible, man. (laughs) I'm just telling you. You can't come back to something you were never at. Precisely. (laughs) Right. Oh, okay. Well, don't take Tua at surprisingly plus 3,300. Like, if he's going to be on here, he should at least be like plus 10,000. Right. I could make an all star list of do not bets. Like Tom Brady is like third on uh, most passing yards. Like, do not under any circumstances ever bet on Tom Brady to lead the league in passing yards. That is, I mean, that's just a bait bet. Oh, you know, yeah. they think that right. people will see it there and just be like, oh, Tom Brady, yeah, he's got all sorts of weapons. Not knowing that he's literally had one like prolific passing yard season. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we should create the do not bet list. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Maybe that's a in a show in conjunction. Now, it's I the opposite really... of the Holy Trinity. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's the it's the terrible. I don't know the terrible fives or something. Um, I racked my brain really to find some bets for you guys for tomorrow. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, what do you got for us? I succeeded. I had to go in the second division of Italian soccer <laughs> where you find Benevento, who's just dominated the league. You can get them, and it's because they're on the road at Empoli, who's just the middling group, at plus 140. Benevento has like 78 points. The next best team has like 50. This seems like almost easy money. Again, Italian, uh, under soccer, it's Italian Serie B, and you, you see Benevento against Empoli, and you take Benevento at plus 140. In Portugal, we have Sporting Lisbon, one of the great teams in Portugal, having a bit of a down year, only third this season in the standings, but still head and above um, most of the rest. They're just a minus 141 favorite at Belenenses. I like that as well. So there you go. There's two uh, under-the-radar European soccer picks for you. Absolutely out of nowhere. Impressive. Uh, I got a couple for you. Okay. And... This feels mean, but I'm doing it anyway. We're going to fade Jordan Spieth tomorrow. Um, he came out pretty strong. Yes. What was he, four under through nine? Yeah, something like that. And then like where that. did he end up? Uh, right around that last I checked. Okay, so n- not a terrible finish for him. I mean, unless you saw him completely fall apart. But no. yeah, I mean, he just didn't do anything else for the back nine. Let's see if we can find him on the leaderboard here. Yeah, okay, course. so he, he's at three three under. Okay. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like he might uh fade away. Here's the other thing to note. Colin Morikawa, who is going to be one of the matchups that I take against Spieth here. Let yeah. me find him on the leaderboard. Um he's behind him. Where is he? Come on. Was he doing well? No, he wasn't doing great. I'm scrolling too fast here to find him. Anyways, he's made every cut since he joined the PGA Tour, which is really? remarkable. It's like 23 in a row. And he's tied for 138 plus two. Okay, there you go. He's two over. Yeah. With the streak on the line, I think he goes out there and fires a really great round tomorrow. Love this. Okay, beautiful. So plus 100, uh, actually, we're going to take the, the tie no bet. Pl- minus 122, Morikawa to beat Spieth round two. Uh, okay. And then another guy here, Dustin Johnson, who I felt was just on the precipice today. Like he wasn't making anything, but he wasn't playing bad golf. He so choked he, some dumb pots. Yeah, so he wasn't rewarded for playing what I thought was pretty pretty darn good golf he ends up shooting 69 i'm gonna also take dustin tino bet to be jordan speed tomorrow um oh, nice i just what's that that's minus 136 oh sweet so I th- I, i've got reasons for both of those picks uh maybe i'll add some more later i'm trying to scroll through they just put these matchups on DraftKings sportsbook as the the round finished up a couple minutes ago i believe uh so my guy Harold Varner's back in the top twenty. Oh, Might look at him go! Some on him. <laughs> Honest Abe got into. He finished under three under, tied for thirty third spot. It's not okay. terrible, I guess. Yeah, not terrible at all. Um, wow. And Tony Finau fell apart. How? You know, I kind of, I kind of might go in on Sergio if he has another good day. I'm just telling you now, Ryan. What do you think? 
it's tough because he's playing with such great partners here. But Phil, out of nowhere, shoots five under. He's on everyone's radar. Um, mm-hmm. I would like his value if he was going up against anyone in his group but Bryson and Rory. Like, that's probably why he's playing well because he's surrounded by really great golfers and it's just kind of got him locked in. But he's plus 225 to eat to beat either of those guys tomorrow. It's kind either. of intriguing. Yeah. Well, not like I'm saying, like, if you could pick oh. either matchup, um, I, he's going to be I, plus 225. I, I think there's a shot he could he could outplay Rory tomorrow. I know, but Rory played really well today. Yeah, I know. But Rory's been a little more inconsistent. It's true. Phil, I feel like he's just letting it rip with the top group, you know? He's playing a little more loose, maybe. Well, it's not always about our picks. Sometimes it's just about, you know, laying some stuff out there. So if you're interested in so, that, so. Uh, there's definitely value on Phil. And if I you're am. not like me, I feel like some people would enjoy betting on Phil. I'm just not one of those people. Um, yeah, I think I'm taking I'm I'm going to take Phil um, on Rory. I'm not taking it as an official pick, but I'll be doing that um, tomorrow, such, tomorrow morning. You're yeah. such a value hunter. I'm. Oh, yes. You got, right behind you, there's probably like four coupon books. <laughs> I'm, I'm a value pirate, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today on DNVR Bets Daily. We appreciate you guys all for tuning in. And... Uh, Happy betting. Good luck tomorrow.